You are now entering the Ville. Proceed with caution. thing. Get off my porch. I mean it. You can leave now. I can call Andy get the shotgun. Andy! Andy, you're good for nothing. Where are you? Now, Margaret, why don't you at least let me apologize? Apologize? You? Yes. For the other day in the store. What do you want? I'm going to take down Pastor Stu, and you're going to help me. A Christmas doodle do. Good news, everyone. Good news. You know what time it is. Time to eat each other's souls. <laughs> no, Chad, honey. It's a couple days to Christmas. Time for our favorite Rose Bloom family tradition: the lights of Sanityville. Yes, sir. What would Christmas be without a trip around town to warm our hearts with the festive glow of LED kitsch? I have somewhere I need to be. Well, where do you have to be, honey? Um, Mars. What? Well. Of course, Ricky Bear, but you know, it it is a family tradition, and (laughs) you know what your mother always says. I don't care what she says. I just can't do this right now, okay? Well, sure. Of course, Ricky Bear, you just, uh, you just, just be safe, okay? Too late. Erica, my little candy cane! Not that you were waiting for Ricky to leave before you came out of the kitchen, but, well, she's gone! Well, here we are, some of all of us anyway, just looking at Christmas lights, doing a happy Christmas family thing that it's good to do with each other at Christmas time. Yes, sirree, Bob. Oh, look at that, Chatty. It's a giant snowman. What's that he's got around his neck? A big red noose. A big red scarf. That's right. I'm asphyxiating him. I'm so tangled and frozen, frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Please shut up, Chad. <laughs> Shut up, Chad. That's a good one, hun. Say, you're just a itty-bitty, little-bitty tense tonight, aren't you? What gave you that idea, dear? Well, I think it was when I started talking about how I hoped we'd be able to reconcile with FCS, and you put your hands in the collard greens and started squeezing them while you stared straight ahead like a psycho. <laughs> I'm so glad we can communicate non-verbally, darling. Righty-right, my shining Christmas star. Me too. Chad, uh, are you kicking the back of my seat there, buddy? I'm being non-verbal with my feet. They say, I want to kick you. Ah, well, maybe I shouldn't do that, son. I mean, if I kicked you every time I felt like kicking you, well, you'd be kicked a lot more than you might think, bud. So, sweetie, what's on the old mind besides that hand-knitted hat you're wearing? Sweetie? Why are we in this part of town? Well, you know, honey, some of the less fortunate among us have some nice Christmas lights, too, you know. Mm-hmm. There's the old Jukeman place. Didn't you say you had an <laughs> encounter with Margaret last week, hon? Mm-hmm. 
Funny, thinking about the Jukeman's and old pastor's stew, I wonder if... Well, nah. What? Yeah, it's just funny to think about, you know, the uh, incidental parallels. Incidental parallels? Sure, hon, incidental parallels. Well, you remember Maggie Jukeman. Of course I remember Maggie Jukeman. She was Chip's girlfriend. Well, yeah, well, Pastor Stu was counseling her back in the day. Pastor Stu was what? Well, he had just come to lead worship, hon, you remember. No, Matthias, I don't remember. I wasn't going to church at the time. Well, honey, I mean, that's what happened. Stop the car. What? I said stop the car. I need to talk to Margaret Jukeman. Honey, what's, what's, uh... Shut up, Matthias. Actually, I'll visit her tomorrow. Take me by Hobby Lobby first. I need cardstock, and we'll have to stop for Rubia Roots, of course. Oh, Christmas lights. Oh, you blasted lights to the last. I grapple with thee from hell's heart. I stab at thee. For hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. Oh, wow, Mr. Chastine, you taking out some kind of anger on these here Christmas lights? What? Oh, no, Ollie, I always quote Moby Dick to my Christmas lights. Uh, why is that? Because I have a whale of a time untangling them. <laughs> How is it that you're so witty, Mr. C? It's simple, Ollie. I think of plays on words or amusing mental associations using my mind, and then I say them using my mouth. Hot cocoa for my brave Christmas workers. Oh, thanks, Mrs. Chastine. And it's not the only thing that's hot. <laughs> Another bang-up witticism, Mr. C. Oh, Brandon. Well, I better get my Christmas cookies out of the oven before they burn up. And I better stop staring at your loveliness for the same reason. Give me another nail, Mr. C. I think I found the stud. That makes two of us. Come here, you. Darling, the cookies. Oh... A word of advice, Ollie. Marry the right woman, and it's Christmas 365 days a year. Yeah, that's so. She came in the other day to Perkin Bean, you know, just like old times. Ordered a usual latte, and but I just... She was all high and mighty, like, because everyone was looking at her, gossiping about her. She could say whatever she wants, ask for sympathy without really asking, and then she sounds off at everyone in the whole coffee shop. And I got so mad. But I think I was already real mad, and I just didn't want to let it come out. Well, I let it out. I let her have it in front of everyone, and then I turned my back. I walked away and restocked some syrups, and she didn't say another word. She just left. <sighs> Ollie, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone's sorry. Your dad should be sorry. I mean, he just let her do whatever she wanted all her life. And that... that guy. That pastor. He creeps me out. His hands ain't clean, I'm telling you. And what about you? What did you do to help her? Ollie. Oh, who cares? Ollie, we said what we knew how to say to her. We loved Ricky. Why didn't your love matter? Why didn't mine? We did everything we knew how to do. Yeah, maybe you did a bad job. Well, at least Captain Ahab didn't try to pretend things were fine. No one's pretending things are fine. Yeah, no one's pretending. We're just putting up Christmas lights and wreaths and nativities and making cookies and drinking hot chocolate, but no one's pretending things are fine. Ollie, you don't know what it would take to change her heart. Uh, just a miracle, Mr. C, just a miracle. 
Heaven have mercy on us all, Presbyterians and pagans alike, for we are all somehow dreadfully cracked about the head and sadly need mending. That's Melville again. No more of this Mr. C stuff, Ollie. Call me Brandon. Let's hang some lights. Uh, yeah, okay. So I don't see why we gotta hang so many. I mean, you've had the brightest house in town for weeks now. But the annual Chastine Christmas Eve party is a scant few days away. It's a party that needs to be seen from... From outer space. A little bit like the vision of wifely loveliness that is you, my turtle dove. I'm in outer space? No. No, you're out of this galaxy. <laughs> oh, Brandon. As my good friend Jake would say. Brandon. Very amusing, Mr. C. Good morning, Barbie, and a Merry Christmas Eve's Eve. How's our new intern? The pageant was wonderful, Pastor Stu. I'm so gratified you enjoyed it. Barbie, you can just call me Stu. I would like that. Of course, Stu. Why, that's not an engagement ring I see there, is it, Barbie? (laughs) Oh, Stu, why else would I wear a diamond on my ring finger? Well, congratulations to you. I suppose that your boyfriend, uh... Roger! Roger, yes, I suppose that Roger must have proposed over the weekend. It was so romantic. Well, you must be very happy, although I must say... Barbie, if I was going to propose to someone so lovely and so competent, I doubt I could have been satisfied with merely a VS-1. It simply doesn't do you justice. Oh, but but you did. But how did you know that? You're not supposed to be able to tell the clarity just by looking because... <laughs> That's what the jewelers say, isn't it? But some folks have a better eye for imperfection. Barbie, Barbie, I didn't mean to upset you, my dear. It is a lovely diamond, it really is. It's just that as a man with the keen eye for beauty. Well, you know the problem may simply be that there are limits to any diamond. (laughs) Now, you're not mad at me, are you, Barbie? Guess I stuck my foot in my mouth, didn't I? (laughs) Oh, no, Stu. It's just very sweet of you. Good morning, Stu. Barbie. Good morning, Pastor Evan. Stu, that pageant. Spectacular. I don't know when I've seen sheep bleeding on command before. Why, Bobby deserves the credit for the sheep. Yet I think I sense the hand of a master behind Bobby's work. Well, I don't deny that I did some coaching. Barbie, Pastor Stu here is a man who knows how to get what he wants from people. And he doesn't mind being behind the scenes either. Most pastors I know like to pull the strings out in the open, but not Stu. Yes, he's so humble. Stu, I heard you have a revised blueprint ready for me to look over. Indeed I do, Evan, indeed I do. The children's wing is ready for your approval and, of course, for any suggestions you might have. I'm so looking forward to presenting our finalized proposal to the elders in the new year. Me too, Stu. I'm excited that we get to collaborate on it. I'm just thankful we can move forward confidently without any undue hassle. Barbie, once that coffee is done percolating, would you bring me a fresh cup just the way I like it? Extra stevia for you, Stu. I think I'm going to like you, Barbie. You know, the Christmas season is my favorite. Why is that, Stu? Well, Evan, it's funny, but I've always had a knack of getting just what I wanted for Christmas. Well, if anyone deserves it, it's you, Stu. You're a father to this community. Everybody's daddy. Well, you too, it's like I've always heard. Anybody can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. Hello! Oh, you nasty thing. Get off my porch. I mean it. You can leave now. I can call Andy to get the shotgun. Andy! Andy, you good for nothing. Where are you? 
Now, Margaret, why don't you at least let me apologize? Apologize? You? Yes, for the other day in the store. What do you want? I'm going to take down Pastor Stu, and you're going to help me. Margaret, I think we have more in common than either of us has realized. Oh, do we? I made you this, as a token of my heartfelt regret over my behavior. A homemade Christmas card. Well, aren't we crafty? We like to think so. I made Rudolph's nose from a bit of satin dyed in a homemade Rubia root dye, and oh, then... Oh, and look at that. I'm making some homemade kindling. I guess we're both good at making things. Margaret, you and I have something in common. You hate seeing me as much as I hate seeing you. My Ricky isn't the only one who's gone astray, is she? Pastor Stu seduced my daughter, and she wasn't his first. Maggie was. If I could just talk with Maggie... Maggie doesn't need talk with you. All right, Margaret. I'll find her myself. I'm sure that there can't be that many Maggie Jukemans in the world, can there? My Maggie changed her name. Changed her name? She's not Jukeman anymore, then? What? You think she'd change her first name but not her last? Stupid. My Maggie's free, trained herself. She's got marketable skills. Moves around. That must have been so hard on her daughter to move around like that her all the daughter. time. Her daughter? Shows what you know. The child would be about Ricky's age now, wouldn't she? Is he a Jukeman or a- He ain't nothing and you'll never find him. You get out right now or I'll get the shotgun and- Merry Christmas. Well, that was instructive. Oh, I, uh, excuse me. Wh what are you doing here? Because Grandma doesn't like you and she says she might shoot you, but you're still alive. And, uh, Why, Andy, so nice to see you. I don't think I've seen you since Halloween, have I? No, and I was really scared then, Mrs. Rosebloom, because you were a witch, and you... And I hope you enjoyed all the Halloween candy I gave you. It was homemade. It, it tasted like sawdust. You know, Andy, I've been having the most wonderful conversation with your grandmother about your aunt. The one that your mom talks a lot about, but you never see? Uh, aunt Vivian? Yes, Aunt Vivian. I don't imagine you see much of her, do you, since she's so far away and... Oh, where was it? Sacramento! Grandma puts her on speakerphone. She always tells me, Andy, you be quiet now and don't bother your Aunt Vivian. Then Sock Mom says to me, Andy, now's the time to yell louder and louder until their ears all bleed and bleed. And then I just yell and Oh, I... hey, dear. Say, does Aunt Vivian have a last name? Yep, and marketable skills, too. Do you know what it is? Her name? Andy Jukeman, don't you talk to that woman. You get in here before I hang you by your toes in the pecan tree and skin you alive. Goodbye, witch! Ho, ho, ho! And what would you like for Christmas, little girl? I want a Detective Pikachu doll. What? You, you, you mean Pokemon? I love Pokemon. What? Pokemans are the very essence of Japanese encroachment upon our fine American toy industry, you little brat! Are your parents even citizens, or did you sneak across the border in a van? Here's a clue for you and your beloved Detective Pikachu. That toy is an insult to the men and women that work so hard making toys to serve this nation's youth. I'm sorry, Santa. And so you should be. Mr. Huntington, a woman needs to talk to you. What? Can't you see I'm pretending to be Santa Claus right now? Pretending? Mr. Claus, a woman needs to talk to you. Tell her to go away. Santa's not real. No, little girl. But the capitalist system that he represents is thriving. As long as those Democrats don't... Stone. Well, Erica McGregory, this is surprising. It's Rose Bloom. I need to talk to you right now. It's a hell of a thing keeping ash off an old Santa suit like this one. But I do it for the children and the community. Now, Erica... I need your help. 
Well, in the words of old St. Nicholas, ho, ho, ho. Stone. I offered you help a long time ago. I believe your words were, I can fix this. I'm trying to track down a woman in Sacramento. I believe she can be of some use to me. You're the only person I know who has the resources to do this quickly, so name your price. Ricky, what what would you possibly be able to pay me that I would want? I was thinking money might do the trick. Or don't you use it anymore? Oh, I might have some use for whatever quantity you could provide as, as bathroom tissue. Nobody calls me Ricky. I'm Erica. Yes, yes, I know. You're a very important woman in this town, or you were until a few days ago. I need one of your investigators to find a Vivian in Sacramento. Well, I'm sure there are hundreds of Vivians in Sacramento. I could give you enough info to get it done. But you still haven't named a price. Why don't you name one? Have a cigarette, Erica. I don't smoke. Yes, you do. You had a few in the old days, as I recall. People change. No, they don't. I'm not the same woman you knew. Why don't you have a cigarette and admit that you are, Erica? As a matter of fact, that's my price. What? Have a cigarette with me. How about you give me what I want, or I tell everybody what I know? You wouldn't do that. You'd destroy yourself. My daughter did that for me. Your daughter. Hmm. Your daughter. Let me meet her and I'll give you what you want. No. Then have a cigarette. Why should I? Because I want you to. Because I want you to admit that you were, are, and always will be no better than whatever it is you think I am. Your daughter certainly isn't. She will never meet you. I see her from time to time, just around town. She does get around, doesn't she? You will keep away from her, or I will dedicate my life to eradicating your memory from the face of the earth. Just give me a cigarette. It's good to see you again, Ricky. Very good. I know a Sanityville number when I see one, Mom. Please, stop calling me. Actually, I'm not your mother, Maggie. You have ten seconds to tell me why I shouldn't hang up on you. Maggie? My name is Vivian. You must have a wrong number. This is America. America McGregory. You remember me from high school? I don't remember anything from high school, miss. I'm... I'm Chip McGregory's sister. How did you get this number? I really need to talk to you. You have two minutes, and then I hang up and this number will never work again. You got it? Maggie. It's Vivian. Vivian. I thought you said this was about Chip. Get to the point. Chip's fine, Maggie. Just fine. What is this about? Pastor Stu. I'm going to hang up now. Maggie, I need I need you to help me fix this. Miss McGregory, I'm I'm sorry for your trouble, but this this isn't my problem. Get your son. Bring him down to Sanityville and help me expose Pastor Stu for the monster he is. No. This isn't fair. He's hurt other girls, Maggie, a lot of them. But this isn't my problem. This is everyone's problem. Miss McGregory, even if I wanted to help you, I haven't seen my son in 20 years. I've got my own problems, so leave me alone. Women have to unite. We have to do- Miss McGregory, please. I'm too old and too tired, okay? And I couldn't find my son even if I wanted to. I left him on the foot of a church in Bridgeport 20 years ago. You won't help me destroy a monster? He got my daughter, Maggie. I'm 
sorry, but I, I can't help you. America, does, does Chip ever... No. Goodbye, Vivian. Enjoy your marketable skills. Chip, you around? Ah! Hi, Erica. What you doing out here? I just wanted someone to talk to. Sis, do you mean to tell me that you have reached the limits of what can be accomplished by talking to your own immediate family and other sundry friends and advisors? That, in short, the travails of fate had hemmed you in, such that you feel an almost childlike desire to turn to the brother you still on some level love yet do not regularly associate with. Yep. Makes sense. But what are you doing running out of the woods like that? Sorry, sis. I'm on the trail, and there's no time to lose. Also, why are you covered in blood? It's Pink Eye. She ran off, and she's hurt. Pink Eye? My possum. And a better possum no man has found. I tried so hard to be a good daddy to her, but I stitched her a little hat, a Santa Claus hat, even if she was a girl and she didn't like wearing it and it wouldn't stay on, so I thought... Fur is fur, and I reckon I'd just better stitch it right on, and, well... Chip, you can't stitch fabric to living flesh. You think my secret shoulder mittens stay attached by themselves? Why were you yelling, Chip? That's my searching for possum shell. Ah! Pink eye! Pink eye! Chip, did you take your brain pills? Who can think of brain pills at a time like this? Before you go find Pink Eye, can I ask you a question? I think I know what you're going to ask, Erica, and no, Pink Eye cannot fly. Not without her wingsuit. No, Chip. No, Chip. Do you ever think about Maggie Jukeman? Not a day goes by, sis. Not a day goes by. Yeah? I reckon she did what she thought was right. I'm sure she was just trying to protect you. Well, that don't make no sense. I wanted to protect her. Yes. Well, some people know how to protect themselves. Some don't. If somebody told you where she was... I'd just have to leave everything and find her, wouldn't I? But your life. Your possums. Well, it'd be hard finding homes for my critters, it's true, but I know Maggie would be worth it. I don't know, Chip. People change. I just... I think about them storybooks we used to read, Sir Galahad and such like, and I know it's crazy, but I find myself just wishing that... You remember that night pretty well, then? Like it was yesterday. You remember what you said about the man that... Said it'd be a lucky thing if I didn't kill him. Did you mean it? I meant it. Do you still mean it? Well, why do you ask? Chip, there's a man out there whose actions cost you the love of your life. And where do you suppose Maggie is now? Do you really think she's happy? Well, I, I hope. No one who runs away is happy. You don't know that. I think about that night a lot, too, and I wish I could give you your storybook ending. Back then, you said it was only kid stuff. Real life didn't work out that way. That's what you said. What if... what if... just pretending. What if I told you I found the monster? Oh, I don't know, Erica. I don't know what I'd do. Well, what would Sir Galahad do? I reckon he wouldn't think much about the consequences. Reckon he'd just take care of that monster. Go find his girl. But are you implying that you might know the identity of the man who got Maggie pregnant those many years ago? That you have somehow stumbled on the truth of that worthless coward who hurt her and refused to take responsibility for her and the child that came as a consequence of their unholy union? Let the man I've dreamed about bringing to justice for nigh on 20 years, the one 
beast I've never been able to track down in all my many years of tracking and killing is within my grasp if only you said the word? Well, let's just pretend I was. I'm not sure I wouldn't go and kill him straight away. Say, Erica, this is all make-believe, right? What-ifs and could-bes? Would that make you happy? Killing him? It would be just desserts. But I, I guess, oh, I don't know. What? I ask myself, what kind of a man am I? And the answer, well, Pink Eye! Pink Eye, you're alive! Oh, thank goodness, come here, you! You don't have to wear a hat, girl! You don't ever have to wear a hat if you don't want to! Oh, Pink Eye, it's a Merry Christmas after all! God bless us, everyone! I'm sorry, sis. What were we talking about? Nothing. I was I was asking a question, wasn't I? You answered it. Chad. Play with me. I have TV to watch. Mommy's been on the phone for three hours and she won't pay attention to me. Who's she talking to? Lots of people. Well, she doesn't have time for you and neither do I. Ricky, are you irritated with me? I'm irritated with life, kid. Can I buy you some ice cream? No, because you don't have any money. Can you buy me some ice cream? No, because I'm not going out in public. Ricky, why are Mommy and Daddy angry? They're not angry with you, Chad. Why are they angry with you? I did something really, really, really stupid. What? You know how Mom says not to give hugs to strangers? Yeah? Uh, it was something kind of like that. Did you say you were sorry? It doesn't matter if I'm sorry, Chad. But are you sorry? More than anything in the world, kid. McDermott the Frog says when you're sad, you have to find the people who love you. Hmm. Somebody else told me the same thing just the other day, and it wasn't even a creepy frog puppet. I like it when McDermott drops a bowling ball on Mr. Chuckles. Well, for such a wise frog, he's very violent. Yes! Mommy? I've got it, I've got it, I've got it! What's going on, Mommy? Ricky, you watch Chad. I'm going to fix everything. What? Ha ha! Grab your coat, buddy. What? If you can wait in the car for five minutes, I'll get you that ice cream. Ricky Bear, why are we in the graveyard? I don't want to see a ghost. There are no ghosts, Chad. This is Grandpa Abe's tombstone. Why is there an octopus on it? It's a long story. Hey, little Ricky. Hey, Uncle Chip. What are the two of you doing at Paul's grave? What are you doing here? Figured this was our first Christmas Eve without your grandfather, and I'd better stop by and pay my respects. Oh, I am so sad. So very, very sad. Because my dad... He is a corpse. Forget your brain pills again, Uncle Chip. Nope. That's the McGregory family sadness death song. What are you doing out here, little Ricky? Shouldn't you be Christmas shopping or something? 
Well, you said to go to the people who love me and don't want anything from me. And the only person I could think of was Grandpa. You come here a lot? Reckon so. A man has a lot of regrets in life, and then death comes along and whammo. Ain't a lot to do then, is there? I guess not. What's that you're putting on the grave? That a silver dollar? Yeah, it's a necklace I made. It's pretty. Sure you want to leave it? You're not the first to tell me that. And yeah, I am sure. Ricky, you know, when I said what I said back in the boat, I didn't mean for you to come here. Yeah, I know. I meant for your friend Jules to come here. Yeah, Jules. How is she anyway? Just trying to get things figured out. Well, I wouldn't tell her to seek for solace among the dead, actually. That's cold comfort. So, what should she do? Tell her to make her peace with the living while she can. At least, with those she can make her peace with in good conscience. And then, tell her to do what I said before. Find the ones who love her and don't want nothing from her. I still don't know if those people exist. Well, Riggy, that's just a bunch of... Oh, gosh. You really think? Yeah, it's my buddy, Sparky, with his dump truck full of 12 barrels of fresh hogwash. Hey, Sparky. Hey, Chip. We're trading them to the Lithuanian mob for some black market reindeer. You... what? I'm always on a crazy adventure, Ricky. Merry Christmas, Jules. Merry Christmas, Uncle Chip. Heavy on the stevia today. Good help is so hard to find. Barbie, Barbie, we'll just have to have another talk about this, won't we? Ah, speak of the devil. Come in, Barbie. If I'm Barbie, does that make you Ken? Erica, this is a surprise. Merry Christmas Eve, Stuart. Merry Christmas Eve. I'm so sorry, Erica, you've caught me rather unawares. Have I, Stuart? Barbie really should have alerted me to your presence before you came in. Good help is so hard to find. Shut the door, will you, Erica? I think that would be best. Have a seat. Thank you. Erica Rosebloom, I must confess I never thought I'd once again have the pleasure... You made yourself rather clear on that point, didn't you, Stuart? I made myself clear on a great number of points, Erica. So did you. It was a very frank conversation. Well, frank as it was, it turns out I have more to say. Do you? I do hope you and your family are finding your feet, Erica. Your friends have been concerned. Friends? I believe it was you, Stuart, who said I didn't have any friends. <laughs> Let me just get these blueprints off my desk, and unless you'd like to see the finalized design for the new children's wing... A masterpiece of elegant simplicity, if I do say so myself. We're doing quite well, Stuart. Thank you. To answer your previous question, how are you? Oh, you know how it is, Erica. It's a busy time of year. The Christmas pageant, the youth group, the, the extra oversight I've had to give to the children's wing committee. 
I must say, working with Judith Jenkinson has had its disadvantages as well as its advantages, but, well, we can't always get everything we want, can we? No, Stuart, we can't. I heard you visited First Prayers over in Town last Sunday. How was it? Very nice, but we missed FCS so much. I think we all feel ready to come back. <laughs> come back? Really? If it's quite all right with you, of course. Erica, I did rather think we were past playing games with each other. Yes, as you said, we were very frank with each other last time we spoke, weren't we? I assure you that I've had that conversation in my mind since then. Every hour of every day. Good. Goody gumdrop, Erica. Well, as frank as we were before, allow me to be franker. This town ain't big enough for the two of us, as they say. Oh, I very much agree. And that's why I've decided to destroy you, Stuart. <laughs> destroy me. That's right. Erica, you want to destroy me, but you're beginning to annoy me. Do you know who I am? Let me explain it to you since you still don't seem to understand. The mayor, the president of the school board, the police chief, and a number of other important men and women of our town, they all call this church home. I know them all. I know their sins. I'd never forget a sin, my dear. Oh, no, i never forget a sin. Who do you think runs this church? Who do you think runs this town? I do, Erica. And I take what I want because I want it. Exhibit A would be your daughter. So that's who I am, and you? You are nothing more than a deeply disturbed housewife with delusions of domestic grandeur. Now get out of my office before I do something you'll really regret. You know something, Stuart? You're right. I am a deeply disturbed housewife. And you should have left my baby girl alone. Get out. No, Stu. You get out. You get out. Out of my office, Erica? Out of Sanityville, for starters. And out of the ministry, most certainly. I understand it might be difficult to actually remove yourself from the face of the earth, but I'd like you to do that too. At least, insofar as I'm concerned. What are you trying to say, Erica? I'm telling you to take your blueprints and your stevia and get permanently lost before this deeply disturbed housewife does something you're going to regret. Ooh, are you threatening murder, Erica? I'll admit the thought did cross my mind, but the elegant solution is always best, don't you think? Well, since we're still talking, go ahead and tell me, Erica. Tell me about your elegant solution. I thought you'd never ask. Like I said, Stuart, I've thought about our conversation a lot, about how I didn't have any friends. It made me think about your friends, Stuart. You have so many. And I thought I might talk to a few of them. I'm sure you remember Maggie Jukeman. Well, certainly, Erica, not that it matters much. The girl that your brother Chip got pregnant, isn't that right? Did you manage to dig her up somehow? Oh, yes. I found Maggie. We had a productive conversation on the phone just yesterday. Did you now? And let me guess, you convinced dear Maggie Jo Jukeman to come back to Sandityville after all these years and accuse a well-beloved pastor of an indiscretion. Maybe you even brought her with you today. Is she out in the lobby? Is she hiding in your purse? It would be lovely to see her after all this time. <laughs> oh, Stuart, you've brought along all your wits, as always. Erica, I have less tedious things to do than talk and talk and talk with you about webs of suspicion and hearsay. For instance, I could check over each cell of this massive spreadsheet of detailed budget allocations for the new children's wing. 
Or I could scrape the dust off all my picture frames with my pinky finger. Or I could play solitaire here for the next 10 hours on my laptop, but sitting here with you is a truly soul-sucking experience. I'm not here to suck your soul, Stuart. I think I can find something more nourishing than that. All right, I guess you're playing the spider in your tedious web, so why don't Bridgeport. you- Bridgeport, Connecticut, specifically. Have you heard of it? I looked it up just this afternoon. The first subway opened there. Erica. That's where Maggie Jukeman started. After you, you know, corrupted her and drove her out of town. Detective Rosebloom. In her collection of meaningless facts. That's where she left her son. Or, more precisely, your son. At the Convent of Charity. Oh, please. I don't think... You didn't. Think, I mean. Sacramento. What? Sacramento is where Maggie is now. Vivian Pratt. Vivian Pratt. Vivian Pratt is her name. And I'm supposed to care about all of this. Why? The Convent of Charity has been closed for seven years. I seriously doubt. That their records still exist? That there's anyone who knew where the records are and wants to help a poor, repentant mother locate the darling little boy she abandoned so long ago? What exactly do you doubt, Pastor? I hope this isn't feeling so tedious for you as it was. The foster care system is... The foster care system is a matter of long phone calls and tearful pleading. That's all. Anyone can do it. Even a, hmm, housewife. Erica, I'm sure... Sure of what? That you slept with a minor 20 years ago? That you have an illegitimate child? If the records from the orphanage and the various foster care homes weren't enough, then I'm sure that a paternity test would be. And I'm sure the court would order a paternity test if it came to that. Is it going to come to that? Nothing to say? I found him, Stuart, all with a couple of phone calls and some elbow grease. He's here in town, isn't he? And he doesn't even know. Do I have to say his name? Maggie wouldn't. No, no, she wouldn't. I found that out the hard way. But if you're not careful, you may find out the hard way that she doesn't have to. I didn't need her to make a couple of tearful phone calls and get the information I needed, and now, well, all I have to do is get a paternity test from the individual in question, and we'll be in business, as they say. Let me tell you how it's going to be, Stuart. If you don't want me to expose you as the pig that you are, you're going to resign from First Church of Sanityville, and you're going to make it known to everyone, and I do mean everyone, that you lied about my daughter, that you seduced her, and abused your authority to violate her again and again. You're going to apologize and make it known that you are a monster. A monster of just the sort that the media and culture is having so much fun talking about these days. You're going to do it up big. Use your flair for drama that's been such a godsend to the Christmas pageant. I wouldn't be surprised if it made national headlines. Predator pastor out self in wake of Me Too movement. Something along those lines, I think. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, Erica. <laughs> then you're going to step down and disappear forever. And I do mean forever. If I ever see you again after today, I'll send you to prison as the child molester you are, the molester and minister. I wonder how that combination will play in prison. You know there is still a certain respect that the office of pastor commands in this country. Erica. Shh. No need to talk now. You're going to disappear forever, Stuart. Work on the person you want to become. Somehow I feel that the Children's Wing Committee is going to be easier to manage when I take it back over. Actually, everything in my life is. Speaking of which, I've had a look at your contract. It's public knowledge, of course, because FCS has always striven to be so transparent. If all your friends here don't crucify you first, I think you'll get your severance package. It's fairly ironclad, the way you designed the contract. 
That's fine with me, as you'll be generously donating the entire amount to help fund the new children's wing, and maybe, just maybe, begin to make up for some of the trouble you've caused. That ought to take care of the extra expense for the indoor playground we've all been so eager to see built. Well, anything to say? Then let me be frank, since you did say we were being frank, didn't you? I'd like nothing better than to see you dead. But you've caused enough drama for one Rosebloom family Christmas, and I think I like you destroyed even better. Now, say you're sorry. What? Say you're sorry, Stuart. Can't I at least have my dignity, Erica? The same dignity you used to prey on my little girl? No. Say you're sorry, Stu. I... I'm sorry. What are you sorry for, Stu? I'm sorry for... Seducing. Seducing your daughter and lying about it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What's so funny, Erica? I'm sorry. I don't know. I really should restrain myself. It's like you said. A little self-restraint can come in handy. Are we done here? You tell me. We're done here. Or more precisely, you are. You have 24 hours, Stuart. So much for your long game. Well, Erica, nobody's perfect. Oh, Stuart. You didn't have to be perfect. You just had to be as good as me. Doodle-doo, this part always makes me cry. I, I hope they boil Mr. Potter in oil. <laughs> Ricky Bear, you, you watching? Ricky? I'm watching. Good news, everyone. I've done it. Well, that's that's wonderful, honey. Done done what? Used my pluck, ingenuity, and can-do spirit to destroy Stu forever and restore the good name of the Roseblooms, of course. You, honey, you, you, you what? Boil, boil, pastor Turn his horse flesh into glue! Yeah, Chatty, why don't you go, uh, play in the basement or something? I'm gonna boil Legos! Yeah, you you do that, bud. Uh, now, what were you saying, my angelic messenger? I fixed it. You said I couldn't do it, Ricky, but I could. What are you talking about? Let's just say I gave Pastor Stu a taste of his own medicine. What? Uh, how? Some answers are better left unquestioned, darling. Well... Honey, this is just, uh, this is, this is, I, I think the word is unbelievable. Check your email, Matthias. Well, okie dokie, artichokey. Honey bear, this is a, this is a letter of, of resignation from, from Stuart to the, uh, to the whole church. What did I tell you? I must regretfully, well, Ricky, Ricky, look at this, he's, He's leaving town. He'll be gone by this time tomorrow. Yeah, and he, he takes full responsibility for what happened with Ricky. Says he took advantage of his pastoral relationship to seduce. That's his word. And, well, Honey Bear, this is, I mean, he's ruined. He'll, he'll never work as a pastor again. He'll have trouble getting a job as a gas station attendant. But, 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 Honey, this is, this is wonderful news. Sweetie, Ricky Bear, look at this. Erica, how, how'd you do it? Mrs. Santa Claus has her ways. Ricky, what? What do you have to say to that? Uh, Ricky, Ricky Bear, <laughs> what, what, what do you have to say? Ricky, I did this for you. 
I didn't just do it for me, I did it for you. Okay? Do you... Do you believe me? Okay. Okay. Okay, Erica. I believe you. Sweetie? Can't we just have Christmas together? As a family? No. Ricky Bear, emotions were high the other day, of course, and, well, you know. It's just... It's just... It's going to take some time. Okay? It's just going to take some time. Okay. I'm going to bounce. Okay. Merry Christmas, Mom. I'm going to bounce. And I'm going to drive you. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll drive you anyway. Matt. Oh, well, I'll be back, sweetie. I'll be back after a while and some time, that is. I'll... I'll be back for a, a late movie or something, or... Come on, Ricky Bear. Chad! Want to help me put some tinsel on the tree, darling? Nope! Darling, you're going to leave your mommy all alone on Christmas? I'm going to be a Jehovah's Witness! Get behind me, Santa! Down with Christmas! Hi, sis. Chip, I was just... What are you doing for Christmas Eve? Well, Erica, I'm glad you asked. Right now... Me and Sparky are trying to corral some reindeer. We'll stodge in the bullets of monsters. Oh, duck, Sparky! The Lithuanian deal went bad. No, dash your no, Blitzen. Uh, round them up, pink eye. Ha ha, no reindeer games for you, friendo. Sorry about that, sis. I gotta get these reindeer in line if I'm gonna play Santa for Lance's children tonight. Oh. Are you going to Lance's tonight, then? It's the best day of the year, sis. Playing Santa for them children. I never had no children of my own, but say... You and the family would be welcome to stop by. I'm sure Lance would love to have you. Well, that sounds lovely, Chip. Don't it, though? So why don't you come on? No, Chip. I'm afraid we have a rather large Christmas Eve of our own planned. Mold wine with fresh orange zest and organic cinnamon sticks, homemade kettle corn, and swirled sugar cookies like I used to make for Pa. You know me, Chip. I'm doing it up big. You and Matt and Chad and little Ricky? It wouldn't be Christmas without family, would it? Surely wouldn't. Well, uh, maybe we could all get together next year and do it up big together. Maybe so, Chip. Maybe so. Well, uh, Merry Christmas, Erica. You rose blooms enjoy your holiday. Rudolph, no. Stay away from that man. Baby, it's you, villain. You keep your hands off, Rudolph. Merry Christmas, Erica. You fixed it all, and everything's perfect, and everybody loves you. The universe jumped. Merry Christmas.
Well, <laughs> doodle do, Ricky Bear, it sure is nice to get out of the house. I mean, your mother is a wonderful woman, a wonderful woman, a regular Christmas elf. But I mean, it's kind of nice to get out of the house, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean, know what I mean, Vern? I mean, your mother's just, I mean, she did a great thing, but... You know what? Just pull over. Honey! No, you don't get to be buddy dad. Not anymore. But Ricky, I just... All right. Ready, right, but... Look, I I don't know what to do, okay? I just... I, I don't know what to do. You're still my girl, right? You're still my girl? Daddy, I don't want it to be bad between us, but I will not pretend like it's okay. You look at that. Looks like we'll have a white Christmas after all. You still want me to pull over? No, but I do know where I want you to go. twist. Uh, Huck Finn. Well, Anna, that is rather obscure. As in Jude Folly, the working class hero of Thomas Hardy's Jude the Obscure. Nailed it again, as always, my love. How do you guys do that? Why, it's simple, Ollie. Her demeanor clearly depicted a strong desire to improve her social status while still clinging to the dream that is love. And it's that dream I saw glimmering in her eyes that gave it away in an instant. Those eyes. Those windows of the soul that once beautiful in themselves, and yet the portal to greater beauty still, they are her best feature. I'm afraid I don't know who you're quoting, dear. Oh, yes, you do. One Brandon Chastine, amateur poet, in spontaneous praise of his beloved. Oh, Brandon, stop, it's your turn. And I know just the character. Uh, This is impossible. Can we just play a different game? Well... Brandon, your stern manner, dignified comportment, and sense of cold detachment lead me to conclude that you can be none other than Sir Thomas from Jane Austen's Mansfield Park. Right you are, my dear. You know, sometimes I think you guys are just messing with us. Yeah, what Ollie said. All right, Will. Why don't you give it a go? Put us to the test. Okay, I got one. Satan from Milton's Paradise Lost. Uh, past stew. Now, Ollie, it was clearly Mephistopheles from Goethe's. Now, who on earth could that be? Why do my eyes deceive me? Ricky, come on in. Let me take your coats. Hello, Ricky. Ricky, what's, uh, what you doing here? (sighs) Ricky, let me take your coat. No, um, I I can't stay. I just, um, I, um, listen, I don't want to ruin your party, but I just want to say one thing, and then I promise I'll get out of your lives forever. Um, my mom always 
says she fixes things. Well, I break them. I just break them, and I broke everything. And it's just... I'm sorry. I had, I had a speech, but I don't remember it. Ricky. I'm sorry. Okay? That's all. I'm just sorry. Um, I'll leave you to your party. Ricky, come in. Let me take your coat. It's Christmas. I was... I was... It's Christmas, Ricky. Let Brandon take your coat. I... Ricky, shut up. Aren't you tired of figuring things out for yourself? Anyway, it's Christmas, and we got mulled wine, and we're playing charades, and Will's here. You know, Will. I don't know what's right anymore. It's Christmas. So I should be at home, right? I should be at home. I should be with my family. Yes, you should. So let me take your coat. Really? Ricky, yes, really. Really? I guess it really is Christmas, isn't it? It is, Ricky. And I've got my wizard's hat, so you know what that means. You're going to make some Christmas cookies disappear? You said it! Another fine witticism, Mr. to see. I, I mean, Brandon? Christmas eclairs, anyone? Back to charades, everyone. <laughs> Ricky, you sit here, and I believe it was my turn again. Uh, Indiana Jones. Oscar the Grouch. Callisto, giving birth to Argus in the Metamorphosis. Which translation? Caxton, of course. Right again, my turtle dog. was created by Nathan Alberson, Jacob Menzel, and Ben Solzer. It was produced by Nathan Alberson and executive produced by Jacob Menzel and Nathan Alberson. To support this work, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity.